0: Good evening. Welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Out, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals, uh, which is around twenty-one minutes. It is indeed. I'm Shaktali, and I'm Elias Kassam. And actually, so this is what I wanted to discuss with you. So I'm speaking to my father, right? And we're in the temple. It's kind of weird in the temple because, like, there's a lot of different rooms in the temple. There's a lot of different gods. And my dad is praying, and he's like, uh, "I'm really intimate with this one god." It's the god's name is Ram. It's like one of the male gods, and I was like, "Like, what do you mean?" But obviously, because he's my father, he's exactly like me, so he couldn't explain what he meant, and also you ignore everything. And also, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, wait, wait, who's Ram? Ram's like, what's the god of what? No uh, so <laughs> There is a. I don't know if there is a god of intimacy. Ram is like one of the. I don't really know. Actually, should have maybe paid a bit more attention to what he was saying. Okay, well it depends Like, it depends what he's the god of, whether you want to be intimate like, why you want to be intimate with a certain god. Yeah, but can you be intimate with god? Well, like, for me I think I would be more likely to be intimate with the god of chocolate than the god of tra- <laughs> traffic tickets Yeah, but we're thinking of this in a very polytheistic way because, uh, you know, a lot of people see... Wait, so you- we should be thinking in a monotheistic way. Well, I mean, can you be intimate with a monotheistic god? Yeah, yeah, very I think you can, but wait, wait, what no, no, keep, keep, what, speak about your father. <laughs> Wait, speak about, but it's like I'm giving a eulogy. Yeah. Like, what, what other context would you speak about your father? Yeah, father-ish? but also, like, it's so plebeian to give a eulogy once someone's dead. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, so my, my father's unhealthy, right? He's always been very ill. So I think Ram is like a god in terms of one that provides positive energy and, and health. So he's always, he's got this relationship with this god. But it's really interesting because I think a lot of people see intimacy as something that, you need a physical intimacy. You need a physical closeness, as well as an emotional and a mental one. So it's just really interesting to hear my father say that he's intimate with this God, when you know there's obviously no physical expression of that, unless you consider praying to be quite an intimate expression. Okay. Well, I think the the thing is, like, does the imagery do you require an imagery of the God in order to have the intimacy with it? Well, it's interesting so if there was no imagery of um yeah right, or no like imagine, mm-hmm. imagine physical form, then could you still be intimate with it well so that's what's interesting about it. Like we have deities of Rama in our house, and he will pray to them, and in that temple he was praying to it. so I do think one does need that imagery and so it is in a sense of physical a some, yeah, it's a physical intimacy, so then do you think you can generate that intimacy without that physical yeah. object? Well, I think I have that Because... With... With what? With God or whatever, what what I would consider God, which is just like an all-pervading nothingness, right? And <laughs> but do you still have that physical presence of it if it's an all-pervading nothingness, right? Yeah, well, you it's a, surrounded by it. Well, it's a state of, like, connectivity, right? So you're connected to your environment. And for me, when I'm in that state of hyperconnectivity with the environment, or let's say, um, normally happens within, like, an ecological context, like, you know, and, you know on the beach, at night, in the park, while I'm wandering. It's such like, romantic, such romantic scenarios. But I think it's a lot to do with being by the self, because it's easier to, it's very hard to manage intimacy with so many people. It's like, so like, if I went to the park, to have, inti- with like, lots of friends, to have intimacy with God, it's like having an orgy, and I don't know where, who, to be like, <laughs> who to be focusing on, right? <laughs> You know, and there's a lot of, you know, everybody warns you about, you know, having a threesome, right? Because your, your girlfriend might not like you afterwards or you might like like It might change you mind. feel about things. Yeah, 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 yeah So yeah, that's I what I feel like with people and God, you know? <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, but yeah. So, that's an interesting point. Like, you need to be alone to be intimate with something. No, I don't think you, I don't think you do need to be alone to be intimate with something. But for me, I, yeah. I struggle. There's strength in that. Yeah. End. And for me, there's an intense intimacy that I can have in solitude which I really struggle with human relationships or like other people, like the, the the intensity of the intimacy that I will have, like just alone in a park, or what I at least what I can experience is on a higher level than anything I've achieved with any other person. Well, I think, well, I think this and, is something that's thrown us a, <clears throat> thrown at us a lot, right? A lot of people accuse us of being having a fear of intimacy. You know, ex-girlfriends have maybe said that to us, or maybe even our friends have said that. one said that to me. No one said that to you. No. I get this all of the time. Yeah, yeah, I told you that. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think, uh, and, but I think I'm with you. I think the strength, the feeling that I've had in solitude with something—I'm not really sure what it is—is is much stronger than the strength that I, of something that I've had with another human. Yeah, well, so for for me, I think it's because there's a self consciousness that you have when you're with other people because you see that, like, you see that there's a conscious, like, judging person opposite you, who you're trying to be intimate with. And so you kind of, like, begin to see from their perspective and start to judge yourself, and then you become overly self-conscious of your behaviors. And so in order to have intimacy, you need to, let go, and you need to have this sense of trust and this very, like, kind of internal spiritual binding, right? And when there's so many layers of, like, society between that, um, it's very hard. Whereas when you go to a park and you're just, like, grooving with God, then we don't know what God is maybe he's yeah. one badass judgmental motherfucker <laughs> but <laughs> or like several badass. Se- uh, but, se- so, yeah exactly but at yeah. least our conception isn't that and our yeah. conception is so like airy fairy yeah, yeah, and like ineffable that we don't, we don't, that we don't actually yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think there's like wrapped in that there's also like an unbelief in God yeah so you're not really judging yourself as well in that moment right you're very open to whatever it could be yeah, yeah. You're, you're not judging you're yeah, exactly. not reflecting back onto yourself yeah. And that's why I also like hugging a tree or something. Like, I feel like I can hug a tree, like really... Be intimate with the tree. And be very intimate with the tree. Because I don't think that tree's thinking, it's quite hairy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, but what you're referring to... I think we're making two mistakes. First of all, the strength of something that we feel in solitude is maybe something that we should not be comparing to experiences that we have with other people. Like, maybe they're just two completely separate things and yeah. we shouldn't be trying to align the two together. And secondly... But do you think that over time, trust and those layers that we refer to just break down naturally, and intimacy is something that just flows naturally? Maybe we're putting too much emphasis on it happening instantly, when really it will just happen naturally over time. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I think things will happen naturally over time, but then you kind of, there's a, yeah, but you can still have blockages, right? So the, things can ha- happen naturally over time. <laughs> <laughs> that wine's that wine uh... is disgusting. Just <laughs> not uh, expecting that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have, um, yeah, you can have blocks, so things can naturally occur over time. And but you have to. have... Firstly, you have dubbed some sort of trust, I think, and that trust builds. And when the trust builds, and then also when you begin to sort of expose your weaknesses to each other, and you feel that. Really, like the other person begins to accept your weaknesses and almost to some degree find them endearing, then that gives you power to begin to share more of yourself, and then you're like, and that leads to a different, uh, another uh, intimacy. No, but so, uh, so I had this theory, and I think it's something we've discussed. And you know, and my uh, my counter-off to that was, you know, like we always present our positives first. I went on a couple of dates, and it presented my negatives. You know, oh, my, you did? Yeah, yeah, my negatives are, you know, we're not very good at time management, right? So I turned out I was like half an hour late. Yeah, but you always present that. That's the first thing you present. Yeah, yeah, but something, if it's like... A, okay, fine. I presented that's, that's my nonsense. Ne- like, you fine. present your time management things regularly. Yeah, okay, fine. I presented that. I did not What other flaws do I have? Oh, yeah. potentially we talk too much. Maybe people think we talk too much. Or maybe I talk about the charity too much or whatever. But I was just. What are uh, you doing? That's nonsense. Right. I just. I just presented all the flaws that I think. What that are I they? Have. Tell me what flaws you have. You don't. Uh, Time management, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, hair. God, God complex. Hair. God complex. God <laughs> complex. So uh, you know, I just dismissed all of the questions that she had. Uh, hair. So I wore a very like low V neck, so she could see how hairy I was. Yeah, but you love your hair. Yeah, but not, not everyone hair. else loves it. It might be a flaw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fine. Well, what I'm flaws not. do you have? Yet? I you don't have any. No, no I never. Yeah, but I never said I had any flaws. Oh, maybe that's your one flaw. No, no, when I'm, right, no, I'm talking... Yeah, yeah, no, but when I'm talking about, like, you know, exposing your flaws and I'm and, and being, like, I'm trying to give advice to everybody else, not not myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know by now. How else would we have a podcast if we were flawed? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, That's very true. People uh, really worship us. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yet we've received no emails. Maybe people could email us at... Uh, up at gmail.com. Yeah, or just Instagram us. Oh, yeah, just Instagram us. Maybe on topics that you would like us to discuss. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. tell us what we'd like to discuss. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Or if you're getting bored of this topic. (laughs) It seems like shyness. (laughs) No, okay, let's leave. (laughs) Let's go, this wine is terrible. Okay. Yeah, but okay, fine. So I'm back in the park. And I've got this beautiful, intimate relationship with with this spiritual power because I feel it as well, right? And for maybe for me, it's not in the park; it's in the bath, wherever where I can find some alone time. Um, oh, there's a homeless guy behind you. Oh, there's <laughs> in my bathroom, <balcony, laughs> but... <laughs> park. yeah. But is that because I just completely trust what I'm feeling? Is that because I've already broken down all these barriers? Because there are still blockages to believing in God and blockages to believing in any power. Yeah, but it's not about believing. It's about... Uh, believing is like how you sort of linguistify something in retrospection, right? Of that moment, right? Hey, I mean, there if are blockages theory theory to it, is... it. Well, like, we don't need to call it God. Like, the, the God is something that we... That's uh, a relatable word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, something yeah, that yeah. we ascribe to it based on some doctrinal belief system that we have to give it some form, right? Yeah, but in yeah, the yeah. moment in the park, there's no God, there's no form, there's no imagery. It's yeah, just yeah. like you and nature. And if you have that deep connection, then you want to ascribe some transcendent quality to it. But, but is, that, okay, in, that, is that the issue? We're trying to ascribe that transcendent quality to the human connections that we have. And do you think that we can achieve that trend, transcendent quality in human intimacy? Maybe the problem is that we don't see our, the girls that we're dating as gods. We only see ourselves as gods. So, we, so maybe we just need to be humbled. So we need to be, see ourselves inferior to the thing that we're intimate with. Whereas when we're with God or nature, we're like, we're inferior to that. So we're when like, we're, we're naturally girl, right? we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then how does one become more humble? I think that's, that's a much deeper rooted topic for us. Because how would we possibly be humble? We have a podcast. Gratitude. No, but we have, oh, we're, we're thankful for... Whoa. Huh? We're thankful for iTunes, where we should show more gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should only date people who listen to the podcast. No, but that's... Yeah, that's, that goes without saying, but... Um, <laughs> No, no, no. I think if you, yeah, no, how do you be more humble? So yeah. I think definitely like humility is like creates a sort of space within the self which allows uh, uh, intimacy to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah of and course. I think like the main, you know, the relationship with God is grounded in that and the humility, submission, yeah. right? And because God is, you know, you're something small in the context of something large and all powerful and your sort of kind of ability to bind to that, right? Uh, develops this humility, and when we have that um, humility, yeah, 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 there's that sense of gratitude, and you see something else from something has been given to you from outside, right? But that's so easy to do in the context of like you know nature, because you are physically dwarfed by it, right? Or even like this all-pervading God, you are physically dwarfed by it. But if it's you know someone sitting across the table from you who is of a similar similar height and similar size. You're not drawn by them. So, so it's hard for them. It's hard for you to see them in this grandiose manner to develop yeah. humility. So I, have, so, I, so I have this kind of like, it's sort of a philosophy, but it's like a really profound kind of feeling that you get. It's quite hard to linguistify, <laughs> But when you, when you for a moment kind of begin to like recontextualize somebody you're with or like a, like a friend or a partner, and you actually realize like how they sit in the world of other people, then I feel like you can kind of begin to like gain a gratitude for their existence. Because if you think of like everybody's a celebrity in somebody's somebody's eyes, right? Somebody's eyes, that's so true. Yeah, okay. We're bad examples examples (laughs) because we're celebrities in many. But the thing is (laughs) But even if it's just their brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, even if it's just their mother. So yeah, yeah. There's, but there's also that's so a, many. Wait, that's no, a really saying, beautiful way to look at the world, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really beautiful. Way. No, yeah, no, and yeah, like yeah. it really changes your perspective. So when um, I'm saying like, there's always like if you, there's always somebody if you're out on a date with a girl or something, there's always somebody who's asked that girl out who would love to be in your situation. 100%, right? yeah, yeah, and there's so many people who idolize. We're all idolized by someone. Yeah, yeah, that's and so true. And to see like us. Being just able to be in that space with that person is quite amazing. And I think this is what I sometimes think about. It's really good also with like your family and stuff to recontextualize like your parents. Like we take our parents for granted so So much. much. And we just think that so much. And then when I go to like mosque or something, people love my, like love my mom and stuff. And nobody, and she doesn't really have so much time to see it. There's so many people want to spend time with her. And then I... She always wants to spend time with She always wants to spend time, time with us, me. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really respect that. Yeah. But when I start seeing her, it's like... It's celebrity, right? Yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's not necessarily... Ce- it's just like somebody special that like... Now that you really value that she... That person has like chosen to spend time with you. It's quite... It's quite amazing. Of all the... How the billion people in the world? Yeah. Right, yeah you've you both chose, chosen to be with each other? That's kind of... So Also, that's really fascinating as well. Because what we just touched on there is like, you know... I've heard of people being intimate with God, right, and I've heard people being intimate with their partners and their friends, but no one really discusses intimacy with their parents. Like everyone has this really unique relationship with their parents, right, and it's not based on anything physical, it's a pure emotional intimacy right yeah so i think I, I think there's also two types of intimacy, one is this like grand poetic sort of yeah that intimacy, we to which love right? to, yeah, yeah, and we see this romantic, so I feel like. There's this, and I think I'm pretty good at getting there. that so right, getting yeah. that intimacy, where there's this is like that because deep... Yeah, yeah, but is that because of, we've discussed that more. Like we're aware of it more. I, no, it, yeah, I think it's because we crave, we search for it more, yeah. we like, assert it more. Like, yeah. I'm always looking for this. Yeah, but that's true. So but there's an, yeah. yeah, but maybe we're our own worst enemies, as we just discussed, right? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. we're looking for it, right? We're not, we're not humble in it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but then I think, so then the other intimacy, which I think eludes us um which is the intimacy which we get with our parents but you can have yeah. with a relationship with a like uh spouse or something which you which you have to is that intimacy to be able to like shout at each other or to be able to um i don't know argue right? fling toothpaste or <laughs> i don't know whatever or just just like hang out you know just hang out in your pajamas and yeah not everything know, has to be a show right not, no, everything, not exactly everything is comfortable as yeah, in you yeah. can be yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To so let go think, of everything, to just take, take a, all your clothes off. So is that why... It, physical clothes. <laughs> that's why it's so much easier to be intimate in the park, right? Or intimate with this higher power. Because you can just be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what do I'm saying. Do you think you've ever been yourself in a relationship? I don't think I ever have. I think I'm always... Even if I don't realise it, I'm always... My guard is always slightly... Yeah, up. yeah. For me too. Yeah. And also, I think... So I do have an issue with, like, anger... Like, as in... As in you're a very angry man. No, no, no I think no, that comes No, no, across, no, it definitely comes across <laughs> in the <a> podcast. <laughs> no, 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 the, the opposite. Like, um, I'm not angry. Yeah. And... Well, as in, so when someone is angry towards you, you just sh- shut yeah, but, down? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm... Well, it's... No, I've just got an intolerance to anger in general, in myself and in other people. But is that because... Is that because you just can't understand why someone would be angry in that moment, or I guess I don't know. I want to be respected, or I want um, yeah, people could be angry at people they respect and love, right? Yeah, yeah, that's for intimacy, sure. right? That's yeah, yeah, idea. but that, that's actually, that's what it is, and I think I need to learn how to do that. But still, like in, and I don't even know if I, if I, I don't think I really want to let go of it because I, I want to live in a society where we are kind and, and, and kind to each other, right? each other. But I think a kindness that I, that I, um, that I don't give to other people. Is the kindness to allow them to shout at me? So you think being one of the examples of being kind is allowing people to shout at you? Well, yeah, I think it like giving them the space to just like be how they be themselves, need to, right? Yeah, and just yeah. find life hard and throw it at me. So that's something I find. But I don't like, do it yeah. to them, so then I no, also exactly. feel like there's this kind of yeah. I don't like that they're throwing all their shit at me, and I've got my own shit. And yeah, anyway. No, I think that's something I find really difficult as well. I'm quite, we're quite, I don't know, are we quite intense people to be around, do you think? Can, yeah, we can do. When you're like, uh, should we podcast tonight? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, so yeah. I've got but to I have like we, a nap. I, I don't know. I think I go into evenings with set ideas of what I want to achieve from that evening and we, we, we allow spontaneity. But do we allow too much spontaneity? Or like, I just think in all things in life, there has to be balance. Wait, you do? No, You're no, wait, always no, contradicting me on this point. No, but that's what you think. You're, no, but I do think, within with regards to humility and ego, there needs to be a balance, and I potentially don't think we've achieved that balance. I don't. Okay, so I don't know if the why do we need why do we need ego? Why don't we just have humility? No, but if we're hum- if we're humble and submissive as we are to like this higher power, then there's potential. We'll be on the streets, like <laughs> yeah. no, but I, there's potential that I don't think we would be happy if we were submissive work. to. Our partner, our spouse, completely submittive, and I don't think we would be happy. I think there's lots of, like, things... Well, maybe they wouldn't be happy. I think there's also gender roles yeah. that come into play. And, yeah. That like, sort of thing. I think people don't want... Not even gender, but people don't want, like, you know, a pushover or something. Yeah, or someone they can walk all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they also don't want someone who's going to do the opposite, right? I think someone just wants someone... But I think... E- I, but I there's think a, not- a humility there isn't a pushover. It's just like an ex, it's like a re... It's like contextualizing yourself within, within the context or of force. And so, if you yeah. actually understand that, well, a very deep humility, and you understand that the things that are occurring in this world and are happening to you are not yeah. other people or even you're doing, they are just like this manifestation of an unfolding nature. If you have that perspective, then you can't be wronged by anyone. You can't be. Yeah, but I think we do both have that perspective, right? I, I don't know. Like, we don't have. But then that might be why we're so flippant with the We have like a perspective of that perspective, but not the perspective maybe, itself. Yeah, yeah, maybe we don't apply it. And also we're very flippant with regards to attachment and connections. Okay, maybe I am more than you. But I don't know if that's... Like it's weird. But, what, but what are you saying like in relation to intimacy? In relation to intimacy? Like everyone, I think a lot of people tell me I have a fear of intimacy. But really, I think it's just my ego getting in the way. And my ego is telling me that I'm potentially too good for these people. Really? Yeah, you I think, think so. so. Yeah, I think so. Wait, you're talking about like romantic? I'm romantic, yeah. talking with regards to romantic intimacy. I think with regards to my parents, I have a very healthy, intimate relationship with them. But then what is... like? But what but were you that talking might... about spontaneity? Like, how does that relate? How does spontaneity relate to intimacy? Yeah. Uh, so with regards... But too much spontaneity. Yeah, when I think there's too much... I think that everything... So I think, I think intimacy is something that requires structure. Oh, really? Yeah, so you know, like... I know how to be intimate with God, right? I know... Where I can go to to be intimate with God, but I feel like in the relationships that I have, I don't have that special space where I can go and be intimate with that person. And I don't mean sex, and I don't mean in a physical level; just mean in this all emotional level. Like I know if I have a bath, I'll find the spiritual sense. Yeah, yeah. But I, if I if I have a bath with a girl, I, like I don't have that context. No, but yeah, girl. there are loads of things for that. Like. Yeah, having a bath with a girl. Like, I think more people in this world will say, like, having a bath with a girl is intimate than finding God in the bath. I think it's only me and you who find God in the bath, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's why I can't have a bath with a girl, because I'm like, God is already here. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are you doing in the bath with God, right? And God will see me naked all the yes. <laughs> yeah? God, God will I mean, judge me, I mean, yeah. that, is the thing, that is the strange thing, that we talk about intimacy with God, but everybody's so scared to have sex with, with God in the way, right? <laughs> so if they have a picture of Jesus next to their bed, they always turn it down. Yeah, that's sex, very true. Right? Yeah, 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 that's very true. Yeah, but it's, wait, is Jesus God? Nobody is like, you know, representative. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. fine, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm, I can get on board with that. But I just, I don't know, like, I just, I get very annoyed when people say that you have a fear of intimacy. Like, because I think we have a complete understanding of what intimacy is, as we've just highlighted. Yeah, so I have a... But I don't think we have a fear of it. I do, for sure. You have a fear so, of so it? So I have a fear of... But what no, is your fear well, of it? I told you there's two types of intimacy, right? One was the sort of poetic, grand, yeah. like... Do you have a fear of that well, one? No, 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 I'm, like... I mean yeah, good at that yeah yeah <laughs> right um, and I like lust after it and yeah, find yeah, it everywhere yeah, yeah. and create spaces for it to open up um, yeah, but then we're but then it, once it opens up we run away from it yeah once something deeper starts to like evolve manifest it we're we're run away. From, Yeah. so I don't know if I run away but it's just like it's not even so no that um, that intimacy of just being able to just hang out and shout I do want that like I actually want that I and mean, that's kind of But I don't know if I feel very, um, like I'm very well kind of evolved or practiced in that. Yeah, but it's it's part of that because we associate, you know, just being, just hanging out with somebody. So this is what I mean by spontaneity. I mean, I never get to that space where I can just hang out with someone. I always like, no, no, let's go go and eat out. Let's go and do this. Let's go and do this. I never get to that spot where we can just hang out and be comfortable on a sofa in front of the TV. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, that emotional closeness, that emotional intimacy, I don't think I've ever experienced. I can just hang out. I think I can now. Yeah? I think that's because, yeah, because I got sick and, like, I have to spend a lot of time doing those sort of things. With a partner, right? Well, I do them by myself. Yeah, yeah. I can't be running around taking drugs at four in the morning with some, like, you know, some girl, so uh, we'll just, like, stay at home and hang out. So so that's beautiful. So you've already existed in that space that you're so fearful of, right? yeah but I don't know what but I, I also find that quite um, t- tiring. there's something like quite hard that it it demands a certain amount of myself that being alone doesn't like I even struggle to like sleep with somebody else because it's um, because I don't know, like I'm conscious of someone else's presence, yeah. and I think this might actually have something to do with us being like i don't know Indian or. Uh, because I feel like there's this, we are very, we've been brought up in very hospitable kind of mindset. Yeah. That's that, very true. We should always be conscious to other people and like, you know, the guest yeah. always chooses what to eat or whatever. So like if yeah. my parents really struggled to have people coming around yeah. because they have a sort of a set way of what it means to have people around. Yeah it's not just them. like they can come and hang out. It's yeah. like, you've got to feed them and you've got to do this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. She's it's like, actually it's too much quite, hard work. It's quite stressful. So I'm not going to bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that permeates into it, some of our relationships and stuff. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, maybe that's why I always feel this constant urge to be entertaining someone that I'm with, right? Yeah. If they're in my home. Yeah, like I and I feel like, I feel like, like a doing. lot of people are just okay just to hang out. And they're just like, they don't need to be entertained or they don't need to entertain. Whereas I demand, I like... I give people like my full attention, and I also sort of demand it. Um. This is why I didn't want to do this podcast. Just we open up too many uh, holes in our yeah yeah. This, is, own like therapy. this <laughs> is therapy, right? This is therapy. Yeah 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 yeah. And it's listened to what, like uh, twenty people, thirty people. But I think we do open we do open a lot of flaws in ourselves. But uh, don't like it creates this level of awareness. But my issue with awareness is, even if I'm aware of things, will I change my things? Well, I don't know. They do say like a lot in like well there's there's it doesn't have to be necessarily like a like a an active change. It can be a shift through an awareness, right? So you can become aware of something and um kind of just moving it. I think like in psychology moving and and like the moving from a subconscious to a conscious actually brings it, you know, like further out, like out into the yeah, yeah, out into a sort of, the space, right? Yeah, yeah, to, like, um, and it. gives it more, it. And it gives it more chance to exist. More chance to exist? Yeah. Less chance? We, want, we don't want this problem, right? Yeah, yeah, but if you see your flaw, and then you become conscious of your flaw, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, but now that I'm conscious of my flaw, I want to see it in action. Okay. So I think there is there's a problem when you start noticing a flaw, and then you tell yourself that flaw again and again it's like you start superimposing it and it makes it worse. Yeah. But if you can like, uh, bring it out and let it go, then that's, uh, that's greater. Well, maybe we should record this podcast again next year and see. and see if we still have these intimacy issues. Yeah. I mean, perceived intimacy issues. Perceived yeah. intimacy issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe people could email in who've had experiences with, with us. Not intimate issues, but just uh, what they think, if they think that we have intimacy or issues. Or if you have intimacy issues or... Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe that's quite a nice place to round. Actually, so if we're going to round this off, what would you say? Because we, we discussed, didn't we, that maybe we should round off these podcasts. Yeah, but I think that's nonsense. <laughs> we might as well do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rounding off. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People like these take-home messages, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, I would say that um, like, a great thing, of what's helped me a lot in life is just to actually um recontextualize your relationships that you have with people and the people yeah like you yeah, like spend said, time yeah. with and recontextualize like how many people yeah would love to spend time with that well remember person. everybody is a bad celebrity bad. in yeah. somebody's eye right yeah, exactly. like it's it's a terrible it's a very cliche message but i think it's very apt yeah and maybe people should start thinking that way yeah i don't know if it's cliche, it's a bit cheesy but it's like uh I don't think I've heard it many. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's cheesy. It's maybe tensioning up. Maybe. Well, it will um, be after. Yeah, it will be now. After, after we, we launch this episode. Yeah, exactly. the public sphere. Wicked. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you.